Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. Ian has asked me to marry him. Uh, I guess I will for his money. Emma. And I'm the real reason Karat was out drinking. Uh, don't worry, he doesn't need another alibi because I've got one airtight for him. Connor, so what have we got coming up this week, Emma? We have our usual roundup and we play a game of... Not my box, your box, which was previously known as What's in the Box, but then I changed it. <laughs> but first, here's the Christmas jingle. Last Christmas, Sharon broke Phil's heart, and the very next day, Martin took Keanu away. This year, to save us from tears, we're praying for no Doc Martin. Ian's beaten, but will he die? Mick keeps his distance, Ruby continues to lie. But tell me, darling, did you really do it? Well, you can't us, you're a bit of a misfit. Merry Christmas. Martin wrapped it up and sent it. With a no saying, I love Stacey meant it. Now we know what a fool we've been. But if they kiss now, we know they'd fool us again. Last Christmas, Linda shot Keanu's arm. And the very next day, Keanu flew away. This year, to save us from tears, we're praying for no Dark Martin. We just want to say thank you to anyone who has sent in some lyrics for Band-Aid. Yes! I'm going to look forward to putting it together and you're going to hear it very soon. I'm so excited. Well, last week in the podcast, we uh, sang our new version of Band-Aid. Band-Aid E2020. Haha, <laughs> year 2020. Ah, uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, <No fun. laughs> well, hilarious. <laughs> And all you've got to do is pick your favourite lines, a couple because someone might already have picked one of them. Send it to e20podcast at outlook.com with the subject Band-Aid E20. And we're putting together our own Band-Aid for extenders. We're also going to put it on Twitter and that'll be on at e20podcast. And you can go and listen to it on our SoundCloud. So... Go and pick your favourite lyrics and send them over and we'll have world's best band-aid oh, song ever. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Probably world's most out of tune as well because me and Connor cannot sing a note. Not at all, but we still do it. <laughs> <laughs> we still try. <laughs> and also we just want to give you a little update as to what's happening over Christmas. So over Christmas, we plan on giving you the Redwater Awards. Ooh, oh, my God. I missed them so much. I miss Redwater. So excited to bring it back. Uh, if you haven't voted already, there is still time to vote before next week. 
on our survey, which is on our Twitter page, at E20Podcast. We're very excited to see who's going to win. There's some interesting awards on there. (laughs) Yeah, so come on, get kicking the walls of Kushtara. (laughs) (laughs) We also have a tribute to Barbara Windsor, where we look at our favourite Peggy Mitchell moments. Emma, this year has been horrific. We are long-time Peggy Mitchell fans, long-time EastEnders fans, and we'll just we just want to do an episode to really show that. And you will also hear the special episode dedicated to Chantelle and Grey. And of course, we'll have our Christmas and New Year specials. Ooh! <laughs> Love the ooh! At the Can't end wait! Of it. But first. Let's do this week's roundup. The week kicked off with where we left off last week. <gasps> Who attacked Ian Beale? Well, Sharon's busy getting her alibi and Albie. So, <laughs> hmm, first we're obviously going to point fingers that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did love that. I know everyone's consensus is that Sharon's the one who's beaten in the head, but like, I just think her reaction was quite like, yeah, it's just she's not a psychopath. <laughs> she's not going to come in and be like, Ian, gasp! Like, <laughs> I just, I just don't imagine that she would come back to the scene of the crime. Also, if it's Sharon, I think she'll just do a bad job. You I, know, she's murdering someone. I just think it's not in Sharon to do that. She'll do the whole marrying for money and getting, yeah getting the Vic all to herself and, like, doing yeah. it that way. And she loves an affair. Oh, she does. She loves an affair. She loves, an affair. She loves getting some yeah. money. Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's just... <laughs> just remembering the dark times of Aiden. Anyway. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Dreadful. And, uh... That's where I'm leaning towards. I'm not leaning towards a hurting them. I just, I just don't think it's Sharon. But, you know... No. Obviously, everyone was quick to point fingers when the first person to seem to have an alibi is Sharon. Mm. Not just an alibi, an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would also like to say, Emma, I'm not criticising anyone else's theories because I've already come to the conclusion that our theory of Callum being the one who did it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> So wrong. Either that or he, like Sharon, is also a psychopath and has, has somehow managed to pull off the greatest lie ever. Like, because he's going around going, Ben, have you heard? Ian's been injured. Now, if that's the killer, I don't think you would be going around saying, E, can't believe that Ian's been hurt. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, but... I feel like he would be hiding away. So now we've had so, to come up with brand new theories. We've got a new theory. We've got two. We've got a, We've got That's two. true, we do have two. There's two possibilities. Two. We feel like we need more than one because one's always wrong. Yeah, So of one might be plausible. So there's the fact that Sharon's marrying Ian for the money. Could Phil have hurt Ian? Could they know about Denny? We're not 100% sure on that bit. But the fact Ben left the Vic, did he come to check that everything was done? Phil's hurt him. Sharon's getting the money. I don't know, but they've been talking very, very loudly. They've been up to something. They've been up to something. Is it a Mitchell job? And will Phil join Sharon in the Vic? Maybe that's part of some deal they have. Who knows? Do you know who I think's done this? I think it's Cindy Beale. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, imagine if OJ Cindy is still alive and she's just pulled off a Kathy. She just comes in, I would die. <laughs> my theory on who's hit who's hit Ian now is evolved. After realizing quite quickly that it's clearly not Callum, <laughs> my brain started trying to calculate, well, who else could have motive for doing this? Theory number two. I think it's Mick. Love this one. Because, right? It's so out there. That's it's, it's, it's so it's E20. It's the most E20 theory. <laughs> it's out there. But listen, 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 Linda. Right? Listen. <laughs> Linda's away having an affair. Mick has apparently just sat there all night waiting. Hmm. hmm. That doesn't sound like Mick. No. What if Mick toddled off, toddled off to the Mick? To look for Linda and came across Ian. What if, I don't know, Ian let slip about Mick's mad family, his sister who's just attacked him. Maybe Ian said something about Linda having an affair with Max. Yeah, like, and there's the whole, maybe he said something about uh, Tina wanting the Vic back for Mick and that they're all barred yeah. and all that. Because that, and, all of those things, fused with Mick's current mental state. Yeah. And they had that bit um, a few weeks ago where Mick dropped the bottle and mm-hmm. Ian made him pay for it and he didn't want him working there anymore. And there was glass when Ian was attacked. Was that uh, foreshadowing? Who knows? Who knows? I think it might be a stretch, but me and I are going to string it together. <laughs> I'm gonna, we get little threads out and start just attaching them to like all these different things. <laughs> I love, I just love it. I think it would just be so good if it was Mick. Think of it this way. It just further shows how much Katie Lewis has affected Mick. Think it could be. I think it could be on a winner here, Emma. I know what Callum one was a dud. I know what Callum one was a dud. But we also know that we did get one theory right. Now, I'm not going to say which theory that is. You'll have to go back and listen to the episode to figure out which one oh, that yes. theory was. Oh, yes, and then uh, listen to next week's podcast. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've actually got one thing me. right. We did. We did, Emma. <laughs> Yay! We might be right with this Mick one. I'm telling you. <laughs> I also just think, like, Linda coming home and just finding Mick there. Like, I, I think... I just think he would have gone to bed or something. I don't imagine just sitting up. And Linda's clearly not going to go, well, it was Mick because I wasn't with him. Because she doesn't want everyone knowing she's been having an affair with Max. Mick's the only one where you wouldn't suspect. And it's always someone you don't expect, isn't it? It's someone who's not on the suspect list. The suspect list makes you, like, focus on them. And it's never them. So he has a motive. He doesn't have an alibi because he doesn't really need one. Imagine if Mick's letting Tina go down for all this. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just too busy remembering all those safety videos. He's, it's a hard time this time of year for him. <laughs> <laughs> if only he paid attention to the bludgeoning safety video. If only he paid attention to that one, maybe he wouldn't have gotten in so much trouble. Can I just say as well, back to, to the act, back to the Vic and Ian lying there. Didn't Ian look so peaceful? <laughs> <laughs> he's, lying, he's lying there with a little smile on his face. Catching up on some sleep he hasn't had yeah. in a while. 
<laughs> it was so peaceful. I thought, oh, you stay there, love. You stay there. You enjoy yourself. You have a nice little nap there. I think, well, he's been plagued with loads of um, dreams and nightmares about yeah. killing Denny. So now he's getting some sleep. Yeah. I, th- I think so. He's finally... Imagine if it's Denny. <laughs> Denny's come back. <laughs> now, to be fair, we'd probably accept that one because they shouldn't I mean, have yeah. killed her in the first place. <laughs> exactly. It shouldn't. Scandalous. Scandalous. So, 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 so scandalous. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that one? I love that song. Well, Sharon, she's come back. She's done her best telenovela shock. And she's like, oh, Ian? She calls an ambulance and before you know it, her and Kathy, they're rushing, they're rushing all the way to the hospital. No care for COVID regulations. They're by your side, <laughs> along with all these other doctors and nurses. <laughs> Not a mask in sight. <laughs> and they find out burning hell is sprayed on the doors. And there's only two graffiti artists in town. Mr. Vinnie Panazar in one corner and Miss Dotty Cotton in the other. Unless I mean, they've got someone else on board. <laughs> true. True. Maybe. Could it be anyone really? Ian's really annoyed everyone on this. <laughs> I did love that later though. Because like um, Grace says, isn't it convenient that more than one person would want him dead on the same day? And Shirley's like, well, you have met Ian, haven't you? <laughs> Yes, I love that. I also loved, this has got to be like an iconic moment where Billy goes, that place is cursed. Anyone who owns it, the Vic's cursed. I was like, it is! A babe cursed to Billy. You're, you're right. Oh my God. We all, we all know how you break a curse, Emma. We all know how you break a curse. You have to get that person to come back and lift it. Exactly. I'm thinking, and babe's back. She's come back. My God, imagine. There we go. <laughs> She's come back for revenge <laughs> for what Ian did to Tina. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason, but we'll find one. <laughs> we will create a reason. Ian and I babe were dating each other and he pulled it off. <laughs> he married Sharon and that's just too much now. She's going to take it there. She's so first. <laughs> take him out in the rain. Leave him. To get lost. <laughs> I mean, I also loved, I loved as well that Billy described like Ian as a decent, hardworking, you know, family oriented community man. I'm like, Billy, Ian is none of those things. <laughs> Ian is none of those things. Hardworking. He puts other people to work. He puts other people to work. He makes his family like slave away in a chip shop. Oh, yeah. Peter, Peter especially works in every single business. Yeah. Do you remember when he was like 10 and Ian had him behind the flipping, the the chip shop? He was always at the chippy. Yeah. Oh, do you remember when he used to wear his little chip shop hat? And I was stuff? just going to oh, say, oh, bless. Bless. <laughs> bless oh. Mind you, that Peter's now really, really good looking, you know. Have you seen any pictures I know. of him lately? My God, who would have known? It's proper glow up. Three Peter Beals and they're all very attractive men. Something about that role. Think about that role, isn't it? Actually, maybe it is. Maybe once you become a Peter Beal. You become like drop dead gorgeous. I yeah. mean maybe maybe we should do that. Maybe we should go for Peter Beale's roles and then we'll just become models <laughs> overnight. Little fun fact, guys. 
speaking of being models, we were just trying out the Disney filter and Snapchat. Oh and wow. <laughs> I can't say that I look good as um, a Disney like prince. I look more like a Disney princess who's also likes the women. <laughs> <laughs> Connor had his headphones on already, so we, we tried it. It's made him look like he has this massive box-shaped head. Oh, my God. Honestly. And then I added the anime. The anime. Oh, the I anime one. You I, looked good. Oh, my God. I look blimmin' God as an anime character. I'm like, hey, I'm in the wrong business, love. Who needs OnlyFans? I'll just become an anime character. I'll just live out my life as a 2D anime character. I didn't look good as an anime. I looked good as Disney, so we had one each. So you do anime and I'll do yeah. Disney. Yeah. Like, because she was just, she's just like. <laughs> because when I smiled, like... it looked creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was creepy when I smiled. It looked like I had no teeth. I didn't like it. <laughs> Never get over the box, the boxed, like, head that I had. Oh, that was fabulous. Just, that was just everything. I'm getting it framed. <laughs> <laughs> get on a mug for Christmas. Oh my god! <laughs> well, Kathy's returned to the square, hasn't she? She's returned to the square. She's come to get Peter and the boys. Peter is just swatted around in his dressing gown, very <laughs> underwear, you know, um, eating his cereal. Doesn't give a give a monkeys. Uh, Too. I love how Kathy's like, "Where have you been, Peter? I've been trying to call you all night." And it's like, well, probably asleep. yeah, but how is he? <laughs> Yeah, like, you've just had it yourself all night. Most people go to bed, Kathy. He's not a blended vampire like Ruby. <laughs> and then, my favourite. She takes it inside, doesn't she? She takes it inside. Her and the boys, she tells them the terrible news. Their dad, their loving father who has done nothing but look after them, protect them, nurture them. Well, he's been cruelly struck down in a series of unfortunate and completely, completely unfair circumstances. Who would do such a thing, Emma? Who would attack a man of the people? I mean, that's not what he is, Cathy. And I think you need to remind yourself that only a few weeks ago, he frauded you. That's a bit I don't get. And then, because Peter's like... Um, saying what happened mm. when he's like because um, <laughs> Bobby is not okay about this he now thinks Lucy's come back oh god that moment when he goes it's Lucy she's come back well Bobby unless she's pulled a Kathy which would be quite impressive considering we've seen her corpse <laughs> uh, I don't think she's coming back love this isn't Return of the Living Dead very different show. <laughs> He's been um, cleaning Tina's alibi, um, which she needs later on. He's been cleaning all the blood. And Peter's like, you don't say anything about me wanting him dead and all this. And then, the tell- well, Peter tells Kathy about why Bobby's acting the way he is. Um, oh, it's it's all because Ian stole from the foundation. Kathy, he wouldn't do that. Peter, realistic. He remortgaged the cafe. What do you mean he wouldn't do that? He's done it loads. He's stolen money from loads of people. 
He's like he's known for for scamming people out of their livelihoods and doing sneaky underhanded tactics to get money. Yeah, That's he, Ian Beale. Where have you been, Kathy? He took money from Max to buy the Vic, he remortgaged the calf, and now this. Like, why is it a shock? Yeah. And he also took cash a bribe off of Suki. Oh, but he would never do that, Emma. He would never embezzle Bobby's foundation that he didn't even care about. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is Ian Beale. Let's keep it real, Kathy. Let's keep it real. <laughs> love that. Would say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love as well. My next favourite moment from Kathy. I feel like we've we've quantum leaped back to when we started podcasting because Kathy was on my bad side back then. Oh, yes. Now, She's been on my good side this entire year up until this moment because I don't like it when Kathy becomes a hypocrite. It really, really does something to us. It triggers us. And she has the audacity. Was when, you know, we are the first to tell off Peter when he does something wrong. Yes, we are. But she has the audacity to turn around to Peter and go, oh, it just comes so easy to you, doesn't it? Being all high and mighty. Um... Must be hereditary, Cathy. Because uh, do you not remember when you were all high and mighty around Rainey? When you decided she wasn't a suitable candidate for motherhood and basically gave her a boatload of drugs to try and make her either relapse or frame her. Oh, it just comes so easy <laughs> being high and mighty, doesn't it? Then she blames <laughs> them and is like, well, where did you get that bruise from? And Peter's like, I'm not the grandson that's, that smashes people's heads in. <laughs> I love that that's like a criteria now I could be completely wrong but I oh. feel like Kathy's behaviour can be completely explained right this confusing I love Ian I hate Ian I love Ian I hate Ian I think all this behaviour can be explained by one person and that's Ash well it's like you read my mind because I noticed Ian this week has Ash as his doctor which quite obviously means, and we hear he's not in a good place. Next minute, he's doing well. Oh, but then, then he's not in a good place. Then, he's doing well. And because Ash is his doctor, and she changes her mind all the time. Loves her family, hates her family, loves her family, hates her family. Oh, all the time. Well, we never quite know what's going on with Ian. One minute he's great, he's going to get married. Next minute he's on death's door. Yeah, <laughs> it's 50 50. I was like, what? That kid's TV show? Do you remember that? I love 50/50. that. 50 <laughs> 50. blue and yellow. I just remember that it was yeah. like a blue and yellow theme, wasn't it? It was, and there was the guns. Yep, great. Oh, it was basically a ripoff of Get Your Run Back. Let's be real. It was. But like, it was a good rip-off. It was a good rip-off, wasn't it? They were both great shows. They were, they were. Um, it's funny you should mention Ash, though. I'm convinced she somehow warps reality or she infects others with her constant fluctuating opinions on things. So <laughs> I, I, think, I think we need to stop her somehow. And there's only one person who I can think of who's, who's strong enough, really, Emma, to to take on a being of this magnitude. Some people say she's a legend. Other people whisper about her only in the backs of Irish pubs. That individual, the hero who could save us all, her name is 
packages to Brad Ford. <laughs> I'll do anything to bring her in. <laughs> The number 57, we just can't help ourselves. I literally will do anything, EastEnders, to get Agnes. Anything. Get Agnes into EastEnders. I will do anything. I will I will hit Ian Beale over the head. I'll marry Ian Beale. I'll do whatever I have to do to get this to happen. Bring her into EastEnders for me and Emma, please. Please. <laughs> Ian's like begging for his life and I'm like, please bring Agnes back to Redwater. I love right. I, mean, I love that we slagged off Ash for not being in work and oh. you know basically being, you know, lazy and not not doing what the NHS, you know, needs that to do. And then suddenly we have a whole week of that. I'm I'm annoyed because I think this role should have gone to Dr. Son. Oh, it so should. I mean, also, I love that Ash thinks that she's got, like, enormous amounts of authority as well. Because later on, she's like, well, if if Bobby wasn't here to see his dad, I would be, you know, basically sectioning him. Uh, Excuse me, you don't have that authority. And also, are, like, Ash, Jack, Callum all allowed to be on this case? Bearing in mind, they know Ian Beale very, very well. (laughs) That's such a good point. (laughs) <laughs> There's no conflict of interest there. They all hate it, Ian. <laughs> Fun fact. I mean, Jack is literally brothers with a man who threatened to murder yeah. Ian. Like, Fun fact, it was actually investigating it. Jack, Ash and Callum. They're all involved with Ian at some level. Ash is obviously going to have an affair with Peter, or possibly did. We have no idea, because this is his standards. And I feel like... Ben and Callum being that like yeah. close, that would definitely be an issue. You couldn't be an investigating officer oh. on a on a case involving your brother-in-law, essentially. <laughs> I think the only way they can all be involved is if they've done it and they're trying to cover yeah. it up together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there's a massive conflict of interests here. The c- cabal of people who wanted to stop Ian. None of them had real good reasons, but they all did it anyway. <laughs> It was Ben. It was Ash. It was Jack. <laughs> also about Ash. Also, just for another thing, being involved in this. So, like, as we said, we've got Jack, who mm. who's linked to Ian as Max, and yeah. Also, now the DI's gone. And obviously, Jack's been promoted again. Um, <laughs> Callum and uh, Ben, obviously. Mm. Ash is also linked through main suspect. Tina, who she's been texting to t- to say, oh, he's had his surgery and everything. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> Don't worry, love. He's safe and sound. <laughs> you won't be in trouble. <laughs> Looks like it's only going to be attempted murder. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get less time, Tina. Lots of love. <laughs> Lots of love. And then you've got Grey getting involved. <laughs> just like... <laughs> oh, I just love everyone getting involved in everything, all of this stuff. I mean, I just love when Kathy's like, rallies the family. She goes from house to house. Your brother needs you, Ben. Your, uh, your dad needs you, Bobby. Your dad needs you, Peter. Everyone, come. Come Super be spreader. by his side. And they all go in. All four of them, I might add. Not a single one wearing a mask again. So, quarantining, restrictions, none of that matters. 
none of that matters. Neither wonder London's going into tier three with them. And then <laughs> it's all the Beals and the Mitchells. It's just, it's just Albert Square. It's like a hotbed <laughs> of like absolute disobedience. I mean, let's be honest. Max and Kathy are the main super spreaders. I mean, they are. And she's and next, vulnerable. Next to them, Linda. Like, oh yeah, and Linda. But like, Kathy's vulnerable. You know when they were going from house to house? Well, well, when Kathy was going from house to house, I noticed something. I noticed something that I have to bring up and I have to question. Because I noticed the little things. You do. We do. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. The only people who are going to be in your house, well, I mean on Albert Square, anyone. But <laughs> in, our, in our real lives, it's just you and whoever you live with. Because... You know, tier three life and all that. And, well, I noticed. Bear in mind, they're all family. They're all family in this yeah. household. Just bear that in mind. All family in this household. Between the kitchen and the living area mm. of the the Beals household was mistletoe. Oh, my God. I didn't even clock that. Who's kissing when there's a pandemic? Do you know what it's like? Why are you just uh, questioning that? Why are you not questioning the fact they're all family? Oh! oh, I didn't even think! (laughs) (laughs) I know you like red water, Connor, but come on. I've just just gotten so used to it now. I've I've been conditioned to not not, not think it's strange. I mean, Tina was fancying Frankie and, you know, we already had Kieran and Andrew from Redwater. Yeah, that's very odd. That's very odd. Yeah. Do you know why we hang mistletoe? Random fact (laughs) of the day. Random fact of the day for you. We hang mistletoe because of Norse mythology. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's the only thing that could kill Balder, the god of light. And it's because his mother had went around and asked for protection from everything, the trees, the stones, all of that stuff. But she forgot to ask mistletoe. And mistletoe became basically poisonous to him. Yeah. Isn't that so... Isn't that so good? Because Kathy's running around asking everyone to help. Someone's attacked Ian. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, maybe there's a bit more to it than me being like, Maybe maybe it's really in-depth. Maybe they've really thought about their storyline to the point where they're adding little bits of mythological nods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Christmas time, mistletoe and wine, you know. Yeah, it's all that stuff. <laughs> Which is an interesting song, isn't it? Because mistletoe and wine, like, I don't know that that's synonymous with Christmas for me. No? I like Christmas trees, presents, things like that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Why are we those people present? Presents. <laughs> we like the presents. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Remember my Christmas presents Christmas? this year, Christmas? they're all adult Christmas presents. They're like, Christmas is a time for giving and for sharing. And we're like, we like Christmas trees and presents. Yeah. I like the snow. I like the snow. <laughs> Which we never get. Oh, I know. We always, we always get, get that in, in January. Off yeah, it's January, April. February time it starts. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, now it feels Christmassy and it's not. I like having the lights on, though, as well. I like having Christmas lights Oh, I love on. the... Yes. 
I love that all the houses are decorated this year because everyone's obviously stuck at home with nothing to do. Yeah, I've got no else there. But all just making our houses look pretty. So, like, when you're going through all the streets, it's very nice, very pretty. It's like Blackpool Illuminations. It is. It's like Blackpool like, Illuminations. Well, it's not that yet. Do you remember that yet? Well, you it's, like when you turn it the, sec- it's like when you turn the big light on in the house and your parents come in and they say, it's like, Blackpool Illuminations. Illuminations, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I also, like, it just made us think back to, like, thinking about, you know, lights and stuff. Made us think back to, there was a year in England, right, where the government actually put out, a, like, a, a, a an actual ask of the public. They needed everyone to band together to not turn their Christmas tree lights on. <laughs> Why? It was like a power shortage or something. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous. <laughs> but can you imagine, like, we're living in a year where the government has to put out proclamations for public health <laughs> to look after yourself. Back then, Christmas tree lights were banned for a, for a Christmas. <laughs> and I always remember there was this man on an interview going, "I'm going to put my I'm going to put my Christmas tree lights on, regardless of what the prime minister says." Well, anyway, back to the square. <laughs> back, to the square. <laughs> back to the actual plot. After fun facts about gods and and you know prime ministers giving light orders, <laughs> we're back to Ian Beale. And we're going to keep it real this time, guys. We're, we going to, we're going to put that in as many times as I can this episode. Um, <laughs> and then she goes in, she goes, Oh, Ian, who's done this to you? And Ian tells her, It's Tina. Well, he went, it's t-. And then beep, beep, beep. And then Ash, you'll have to leave Kathy. E, I and- love it. She's like, quick, everyone, out the way. One other nurse. <laughs> comes to Ian, who is flatlining. Where's the whole medical team? Have you never seen, like, real-life like hospitals? How come Martin Fowler got smashed over the head with a fire extinguisher with yeah. lit- and he's been ran over by a bus, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Go out the hospital. <laughs> You've got Ian every two minutes. Flatlining. He's fine. <laughs> flatlining. He's fine. <laughs> Phil took a flipping wrench to his head as well. He's up about. <laughs> they all come back with the same plaster. Plaster on the back of the head. They all do. Just a plaster. Just that a plaster. Just a little plaster on the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's tickled me. And then Ian just gets better. So Ian decides he wants to marry Sharon. He's never loved anyone else. He's only ever loved Sharon and Jane in the middle of lockdown who he definitely did love and married twice um, she managed to file for divorce all these years later it's like she just forgot it had happened but went I know god do that now 2020 yeah she's like oh I've got time to do me admin that's it yeah she's like finally I've got plenty of time right get this hello lawyers Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I love that, she, like you say, she's basically spent, you know, some of which are spent like COVID and lockdown just trying to survive. Jane's actually like, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to divorce it. I'm going to get a house. I'm going to go on holiday. She's living her best life. <laughs> living the dream. Hashtag living the dream. Hey, Ruby. <laughs> Hashtag memories are perfect. <laughs> Well, Ian's on anymore since he took that blow to the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, Peter has a realisation. 
if he marries Sharon, no one's going to get anything. But, well, he's not anyway because he's not in the will. To which Kathy overhears and it's like, but Peter, you're in mine. Peter's like, ah, okay. Yeah, it's just if, like we've been saying, Peter. <laughs> if you just got the full story, you know. <laughs> if you had just asked Ian or Kathy, you would have learned. <laughs> Rather than plot some ridiculous. I mean, it's still thing with weird, Ash. though. It's so weird. Like, why would you not yeah. put your own son in? Like, yeah, it's just odd. It's isn't odd. It? Like, why does Kathy not just have her sons and then Ian has his sons? I don't understand. Strange. It makes no sense. How is that sensible? What if Kathy doesn't die before Ian? Yeah, because, I mean, she is so youthful. Yeah. Like, it's just odd. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Kathy's not impressed. Ian might be a lot of things. Selfish, insensitive, and, oh, and bear in mind, Zach, devious. <laughs> I mean, he's a lot, a lot of things, but he's a good man, really. I don't think you can put selfish, insensitive, and devious together and still equal good man. I think those things sort of weigh that down a bit, <laughs> don't they? Like, <laughs> I don't think you'd be good and insensitive. I don't think you'd be good and selfish. Is, Ka- is Kathy all right? Has she had a blow to the head? Uh, Kathy's picked up the wrong script. Oh, it's happened to Ka- Callum. <laughs> always knocking them scripts off. If he just Flip was a bit more careful, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, say he's mixed up the lines for Tina with Kathy's. See, that's the thing. We definitely don't know who attacked Ian because we don't know who got the script. <laughs> <laughs> who picked it up? Who knows? Who was picked it, up the script? Was it Dotty? Was it Ash? <laughs> was it Kathy? We don't know who picked it up. Could be anyone. And then Bobby. Well, he decides to tell Ian it was all his fault. It was him. <laughs> Yeah, because we're getting a wonderful moment again where it's the cold blue. He's dying, dying, panicking oh, yeah. again, aren't we? <laughs> the, the alarms are going off. He's flatlining. Ash is very, very, very assertive. Yeah, she's like, out of the way, everyone out of the way. Let me through. And you think, what's she going to do? She's going to like start doing a lobotomy on him. Is she going to, you know, do some invasive surgery? No. She pulls a curtain around, shines a light in his eye. <laughs> Oh my God, thank God you're here, Ash, to save the day. This wouldn't happen <laughs> with Dr. Son. <laughs> nah, Dr. Son would have a pillow under his head, flipping, should be going with it, you know, with some tools, should yeah. be sorting them out right and proper, wouldn't she? Getting those biros. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Should be like, give us a biro and a knife. I can sort this. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> I do love how every time there's an emergency, though, only Ash and this other, like, nurse. They're the only two there. In. They're the only two in the hospital. No wonder they're not being able to keep up with the policy of COVID because there's only two of them working. We've got Ash overworked. We've got this other one overworked. And now we've got the DI overworked, who's now going to be Jack, who's going to be overworked. I mean, yeah. I love it because it's like, can you imagine Ash is like, well, Ian, I would save you from this life-threatening bleed on the brain, but I've just got to do this, uh, just got to do this lady's bandage for her. That's all right. <laughs> I loved it because it's, it's so Ash. It's like one minute Ian was absolutely fine and chatting. Next minute, flatlining. Oh, yeah. Then he was oh. back to normal again. And like, as we know, next week he's wandering around the square. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's so soap. And, oh, uh, it's great, it is. <laughs> so Bobby's said it's him. And naturally, naturally when um, your son's just told you that it's his fault. What do you do? Well, Ian decides it's time. 
because Sharon finally said yes. Money, money, money. Must be funny. Money. In a rich, In man's, a rich world. man's world. Well, she said yes, so he's going to just forget that Bobby said all that. Who cares? I'll get married to Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that instantly means he doesn't care about the injury to his head. Like he's like, oh, not injured that much. <laughs> get the, get the fl- priest in here. Get the vicar in. Let's get married. <laughs> and so they we're do. We're <laughs> going to the chapel and we're going to get, get married. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I love Sharon's bouquet as well. It's just this really bright red bouquet of flowers that look like something that my grandma would have in our, like, you know, in a vase. Like, they'll be fake. They'll you know be what fake, I obviously. thought? I thought, did she pick them up? Like, if someone, a patient's got them from a family member and put them up and she went, <laughs> can I just borrow them? <laughs> you know how, like, Rainy, uh, when she returned, like, said something about the flowers being um, of a dead person's yeah. thing, didn't she? I honestly thought that was the same with Sharon's. I was like, she just borrowed them from Stuart. They look like something from a funeral. They're not wedding flowers. That's <laughs> no. not a wedding bouquet. They were they were wrapped in a dark material. They were dark red. Like, it's proper. Like, what we don't realise is that that actually, Sharon, she doesn't like people knowing this. She's actually a Satanist. Now, don't let that put you off. They're perfectly normal people. She just likes red. Kathy says it was a lovely thing for Sharon to do. Doing yeah. it on his deathbed because it's what he wanted. And she was like, well, could she get it annulled now Ian's pulled through? Because he's no longer flatlining. And um, Sharon's like, well, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, he's got a long road to recovery ahead of him. And being married to your best friend isn't such a bad thing. And I realised this translates to... The hidden meaning behind that was money, revenge, and the Queen Vic. Yes, yes. See, you don't have you have to have the ear, Emma. You have to have you the do. ear to be able to hear that. I mean, as soon as I heard, don't worry, Ian. I settled outside of court with Phil. <laughs> well, that's clearly <laughs> suspicious, isn't it? Yes. Like, so she Phil was entitled to loads of money. Now, totally, is like <laughs> that's fine. Bye. So, Phil, right? Um, how about? I marry Ian and I get with some money. The Vixars. Yeah, cool. Brilliant. Sorted. Can I can I just say, because I don't think it's going to fit in anywhere else in this uh, podcast, so I'm just going to mention it here. You know when Phil and Richie were talking about... <gasps> I the was just going to say the same. I was just going to say the same. When the, the, the whole, um, the next Mitchell wife... Mm-hmm. Yes, and who comes in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cats I'm later. sorry, guys. I'm convinced now. I am convinced. That why would, why would they the say next. that and then have a walk in? I'm with you. Yeah, see, I knew it. I had the sense, didn't I? I had that. I had like the soap senses tingling, and then I was like, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy, Emma. But after that, <laughs> after that, well, just make sure that the next, you know, Mitchell woman, cute cat. Are they just winding me up, or are they are they actually going that way? It's another good like way to get I... money, isn't it? Mm, yeah, because the cat and Kush are needing money. Phil's loaded. Yeah. yeah. Kush is going to go away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cat, let's be real. Cat is cat. She gets bored quite easily. Yeah, she probably will just sleep for her some point. She will. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. She's a liberated woman. <laughs> she just become a slag. She became a total slag. <laughs> <laughs> 
if she went with Derek, Brannon, she's definitely going to go with Phil. <laughs> he is such a better option than Derek. I still you? shiver. I still shiver. She <laughs> <laughs> oh. just lights up the cigar. There was actually some decent people that I could have been. And let you I go. know, it could have been Jack, it could have been Max, it could have been anyone else. But it was, it was, it was, it was Derek. Derek. It was Derek. Well, this Christmas, let's hope that we're getting a, a better option. Better option cat after Christmas. So, yes, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm my brain. Epiphany, guys. My brain's working overdrive. So, hear me out. Right. Listen, Emma. Alfie owed Phil money. Alfie owed Phil pretty big before he left. Done a runner. Phil was, like, really angry about all this money and stuff. So, because she's going away for a long time. Kat's going to probably try and sort something out over all this. They're going to actually end up getting together in some sort of way. Then, Shane Ritchie's out of the jungle now. So I think it's time Alfie Moon makes an appearance. And then it's going to be drama because she's oh with God. Phil. And Alfie and Phil are at loggerheads. And then, but she loves Alfie and drama. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would make it in the I, mean, I still don't know that I can forgive, forgive Alfie for what he said about Kat. No, that was that was weird. But we've got to remember that didn't happen because it's right. Yes, it wasn't Alfie. No. It was his evil twin. It was his evil Alfonso. Twi- it's a bit like Dark Martin was actually Marvin. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like that. Okay, Emma. I think I'm with Speaking you. Speaking of Dark Martin. <laughs> Why have we got Peter becoming dark, Peter? <laughs> oh my God, who even asked for that? I know I didn't. I didn't order dark Peter on the menu. I know Emma didn't. We prayed for, you know, dark Martin not to come this Christmas. But please, don't bring us dark Peter. I love that Ben calls him young Peter as I well. Know. <laughs> I was like, Ben, um, how much older is he? Like younger than you? He's he? not. Ben's younger yeah. than him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Bobby's um, talking about how um, if he doesn't tap five times, then bad things happen. Um, so Jack realises, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't Bobby who's done this. <laughs> so obviously the next person we go to is Kirat, who uh, had a car. It has some blood on it. But that's, I don't know how that links to Ian Beale, who was hitting the head at the Vic, found at the Vic. Why would it be on the back of a car? I, anyway... So anyways, move these attention. Yeah, I've got you thinking there. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking now, Emma. I'm starting to come up with theories. Or is it a bit of spray paint? I mean, it could be. <laughs> but anyways, move these attentions over there. Uh, so he gives, gives a, an unknown person a call and we see the hooded figure. It was only Peter Beale. I mean, I just want to. I just want to say it wasn't actually Peter who he called. <laughs> it was just a bait and switch. It was a bit like Cat with you know Derek, how she made Alfie think it was Max. It was me. <laughs> I was with Kirat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lucky, lucky person! <laughs> oh, I would be lucky. Ah. Oh. No, only in my dreams, Emma. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm no longer dreaming of Freddy Krueger. Just Kirat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no to those dreams. Yeah, they're not nightmares. 
I mean, I do love it. I think either the blood is there to frame someone or it is, like you say, it's spray paint. I feel like he might be trying to frame Peter for it. I feel like Kira might know about Peter's, you know, feelings towards Ian mm. and also about Peter's interest in his sister, Ash. And maybe Kira just is going to double-cross him. It's I also... wouldn't trust the Panasars at all. No, because... There was also that scene between Kirat and Peter um, before this happened. And he was saying, um, like, I don't trust any of you Beals. And there was that little bit of friction between them. Yeah. But also, were they up to something else? Well, everything Suki's been saying, it's kind of been like, right, did you get rid of this? Did you do this right? Blah, blah. And um, were they doing another job of some sort? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if, like, actually they've they've scammed Ian or something or or robbed him of something or, or even just know. someone else in general was yeah the, done something it isn't it's such a strange little pair and we suddenly have I just think that it's too obvious for it to be Peter do you know what I mean like we've watched him get angry at Ian all this time I can't imagine that him and Kirat have literally went into there teamed up and just basically battered Ian no that's why I think it's something else and maybe he's got him on side because he knew it was going to not only annoy Ian but maybe it was Peter's way of siding with Suki and showing that he's not like like Ian. Yeah. And like teaming up that way. It's hmm, very interesting, but I don't think it's either of them. Let's not forget, Peter needs money. That yeah. has not changed. He needs money Peter for Lauren. Needs money for Lauren. That's not changed, guys. So to me, it's not that hard to imagine that he would be in desperate need and go to Suki and Kirat and be like you know, I'll do anything. I promise I'm not like my dad. I will do anything for you um, as long as I, you know, if you can help me out. I just need some money. Because he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not had any sort of follow-up to the whole needing money for, for Lauren. So that makes me think he's definitely done something with Kirat that night, maybe towards Ian, just to get some cash. Let's be real. Peter was very paid off at, uh, Ian at that point. Suki wanted revenge. And we're all presuming that Suki means violent revenge. What if actually she just wanted to rob Ian blind and needed access to his accounts? And also, can we just yeah. take a moment to think about there was a massive fire where Lauren lost everything. Peter is <laughs> now never mentioning it. Max is yeah. too busy having an affair. Jack's just still annoyed at like everyone. I hate family at Christmas, Emma. He hates, he's chucking Max out at Christmas. And so, what's happening with Lauren? Is she all right? That's what makes me think <laughs> that this is all to do with Lauren. Whatever Peter and Kira were doing was to do with Lauren. I think either Peter's given them access to like cards that belong to Ian, or or maybe even a bank account. Maybe they just vandalized the Vic. I don't know, but I definitely think they are, they have been doing something together so that Peter could make a quick bob to send back to um, to Lauren. But also affect Ian in the process in some form. Exactly, yeah. In some way, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he has to have that one up on Ian as well. Oh, yeah, he's very set on that at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> he is. As Cathy would say, it's so easy for you to be just high and mighty, isn't it? Well, where has Linda been? It's dark, it's night time, Mick is waiting up for her. 
why? <laughs> now we've got a theory. We're like, ooh, who's she been with? Where has she been? Max is I mean, suddenly staring out of a window or conservatory door that I've never seen before. <laughs> there was like this French door or something. Oh, I didn't even know it was a door. <laughs> I don't know if it was a window or a door, whatever. But I've never seen it before. He's just had the builders in over COVID. He's like, <laughs> get this whole place redecorated. No wonder Jack wants them out. I was He's like, been trying to turn it into his own home. I couldn't work out. It looked like it was coming from, you know, where he was having breakfast the other day and he got told, like, look, yeah, move out. Stop, stop it looked like everything. it was behind there. <laughs> I might I be mad. Just, I, I might be mad. No, I completely, I believe you. I completely missed it, though. Hey, my senses, my my eyesight's gone with my old age. You know, I'm 57 now, am I? <laughs> you are. 57. And 57 was only my nan. Yeah. And she can't really see that well either. <laughs> I have to say, I'm living for the fact that they set up Max as he walked into that room ominously. <laughs> Lord, it was all spooky. And then it's like, he was just having an affair with Linda. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he needed an alibi as well, right? Because obviously Max is main suspect number one. Everyone knows him and Ian don't get on. Yeah. So this this happened <laughs> Linda decides to be the alibi so she tells Jack that she was with Max Jack is absolutely fuming isn't he I love it I love it because he's like she goes over right and she's like please but you can't tell anyone you can't tell anyone it would destroy Mick destroy me and Jack's like what do you mean I can't tell anyone I wanted to go around this entire square and tell everyone I mean, I do love it because he suddenly develops morals, right, for a second. Uh -huh. He becomes a real police officer. He's like, Linda, I can't. I have to inform people of this. <laughs> then, five minutes later, she goes, please. And he's just like, fine, I suppose I don't need to tell anyone. And also, is Jack forgetting the affairs he's had? Mm. I just love it. He's so quickly, he's so casual about like, going into like, perverting the course of justice. <laughs> Isn't he? <laughs> he gets so angry because he's a copper, you know. He's a he's copper. A copper. <laughs> he's a copper. And don't you forget it, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love it as well because just thing that I picked up um, prior to this, you know, when Linda goes in, like she goes back and Mick's like sat there waiting for her in the dark, like a like a horror film character. <laughs> um, and she immediately goes over and right, washes her hands. Now, love that. That was a nice reminder. <laughs> yeah. I Wash mean, I was hands. a bit like, that's nice, Linda. Thanks for trying to make the effort. But a bit redundant if you've been actually, like, kissing the man, having an affair, having his yeah. body on you. Like, the germs are definitely <laughs> going to be passing. <laughs> I mean, the germs definitely passed the other day in their kitchen. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact Max does not do social distancing with anyone. Oh, Max doesn't give a monkeys. <laughs> Max doesn't give a monkey. You remember that guy? That guy who went with COVID to um, the wedding and just give like 400 people it. That's Max. <laughs> That's Max. Honestly, I swear to God. So Max goes over to the laundrette and they'd already spoke about like they weren't together, but they might as well have been the whole night. So how long were to they together? I don't... Um, I mean, I'm, a, I'm quite good at EastEnders maths. So I'm going to do it. Do a little sum here, Emma, for okay. work. Okay. So, 
Max plus his age, (laughs) um, minus his skills in bed. Yeah, I think I think ten minutes at most. Okay. Right. Now, what time do you think that would have been? Because <laughs> obviously there's no sense of time in EastEnders. There's no time in EastEnders, you see, that's the problem. Yeah. I would probably just say half past infinity. Do you it, think I, it was just before or just after or during the attack? I think all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Because uh, that's how time works in EastEnders. That's what Jack's interrogation will be like for them. <laughs> Yeah, well, wouldn't it? He's like, what time did you begin hitting Ian over the head? Well, I started in the morning and it, I was keep going till the afternoon, I think, because it was dark outside. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into the laundrette and he says that, like, thank you for being the alibi and putting your neck on the line and that he really appreciates it. Uh, but you didn't have to do it. However, earlier in the day, he said, we're each other's alibi and... I know we weren't together the whole time, but we might as well have been. We've got to be there for each other because I'm like prime suspect. So he didn't want it to be an al- He did want it to be the alibi. She did do it. Then she- Then he doesn't want it to be the alibi. So then he decides, I'll tell Jack, you know, forget it. We'll save Linda's marriage. I don't want that drama. So Jack's then furious again because he's just took that alibi now Max doesn't want it. Now he'll be the prime suspect. And then I thought, right, he's angry. He's angry about the Ian stuff. He's angry about the Ian stuff. No, no, no. Jack's angry about Max ruining more people's marriages. And then he shouts at his kids in a very angry tone just to tell them tea's ready. Isn't Jack having a lovely week? <laughs> I mean, Jack's going to have to shout a lot louder for Ricky because he's still in that nursery. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca to do yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say I love that Jack, corrupt police pillar of the community, is now also defender of marriage and the sacred, sacred nature of love and partnerships. I mean, you know, it's not like he's had multiple affairs. Who's Amy's mom again? Oh, that's right. Roxy's, not Ronnie's. Yeah. And who's, who's Ricky's mum again? Oh, oh, Sam. Sam, Sam. Not Ronnie. No. Um, mm. Mm. Bit awkward, this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whilst you were just saying there, right, Emma, it got my, my brain juices a flow in there when you were talking about oh. Linda and stuff. I might have another theory <gasps> now, and I'm, and I'm worried that this is the right theory. Oh, so, no. <laughs> my theory was Mick, wasn't it? Yeah. Who else doesn't have a real alibi? Who else has reason, real reason, to not like Ian? Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) It was him all along. (laughs) Linda. Max said it himself. They weren't together all night. No, and she didn't want to be an alibi, but something clicked in her, her mind, like, oh, I need, I need, an alibi 
She's been frauded by Ian. She's also been threatened and blackmailed by Ian because obviously he's threatening to out her and Max. So like, just by that, she's involved in it. She's going to have the fallout. She could also be a worthy contender. So I think if it's not Mick, it's Linda. And also, we know what you can get like if she's had a drink. And also she did shoot Keanu last year. So Yeah, so anything's possible. <laughs> this is EastEnders, guys. Anything's possible. <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to turn to the camera and like go, it was me. I killed Archie. <laughs> <laughs> it's late at night. Oh, it could be in the morning. Who knows? There's no sense of time. <laughs> there is no time in Albert Square. <laughs> you know why? Agnes won't allow time. Imagine. <laughs> oh, she's been here all along. <laughs> we just didn't know. And well, Tina's just leaving Cappy a little voicemail, which is probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> eh? Am I funny you should mention that? I've just, just noticed that I've got a voicemail. Just hold on. Eh, it's, it's Tina. I'm actually saying, just saying, I'm sorry, Cathy. Over and over again, down my phone. I'm not even Cathy, am I? Hmm. Am I? I've just got one more message. Sorry. Sorry about this, guys. Sorry. What's some Irish bloke saying he saw the video? He's not happy about it. I <laughs> 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 was so cool. I kept that right under wraps there, didn't I? Long tier, there were false sense of security there. <laughs> <laughs> It's Mr. TikTok man. <laughs> he wants to know what I like to look at on the internet and who am I calling. <laughs> Apparently Mr. Instagram's doing that as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Mr. Instagram told me he loves seeing my double chins when he's looking through me front camera. <laughs> Imagine if actually, I've got it guys. Imagine if the real perpetrator of this it's been staring us in the face all along. It's Mr. TikTok, man. I think we wouldn't have been introduced to all of these characters if they didn't have something to do with it. Maybe Linda made a superhero costume for herself, even. And she Maybe. became super spreader because, you know, she's with Max, so she might as well yeah. be. Yeah. And she went for it. Or, or her and Max teamed up in the <gasps> super spreader yeah, like uh, Avenger style. Yeah. They're like Revengers assemble. assemble. And it's all of it's all of the people that Ian's annoyed. Yeah. It's like and they're all coming out portals. <laughs> Tina's Tina's there wiping the blood off her face. That was so weird. Max Brady comes running through one of the portals. <laughs> Max forgets what he's doing, so just walks in. Yeah, he's like, "Where am I?" <laughs> Mick's waiting in the dark for his turn. Yeah, he just comes on. He's like Professor X. He just comes out on a chair. <laughs> what about he gets a cat and he turns out? I've been expecting you. Expecting you. <laughs> 
heart delusions. Head <laughs> <laughs> into the real story again. Tina, mm-hmm. in all of this, failed to use one excuse that I really thought she would. The, the only excuse you have to give when you are accused of something terrible, when you've committed a crime either against the law or love, well, she's 57. Oh, yeah. That would explain it all, wouldn't it, Emma? She should just say, listen, I'm 57. That's why I hit him. That's perfect. Or yeah, does that only work? Always someone else. But does that only work for affairs? Well, we've never tested the theory. Never tested so let's, it. Let's give it a go. Right, okay, yeah. I think Martina's missed out there, hasn't she? She 57's everyone else. 57 was her nan. Exactly. There we go, done. 57 was Sylvie. (laughs) And she was a star. She was a star. Tina's just chilled in Grey's house, isn't she? She's just sat there having a drink, drying up blood off her face, obviously. (laughs) Um, And then the morning comes and Shirley's busy gossiping isn't she she's gossiping about Ian and then she turns round and sees Tina's face and Shirley's deciding to think of ways Tina can't be linked back to Ian because she left him in the house and it happened at the Vic yes so she's washing everything she's making sure she knows that when she hurt her lip it's because she fell over up the stairs However, when Tina's like, yes, nothing now links me to Ian, what she forgets is she sent a little voicemail over to Kathy last night. Or this morning, whenever. Yeah. No time. I also think Tina and Shirley's belief that, like, she's somehow not linked to a crime if Ian was still alive when she left him is bizarre. That is irrelevant. What if he did get up, walk to the bick, and then keeled over. To be fair to Tina, she did give that as an option. <laughs> she did. But then Shirley's like, no, listen, Tina. You left him and he was breathing. And she's like, yeah, you're right, Shirley. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. You can still go down for, like, manslaughter, attempted murder. Like, you know, a number of other things. Oh, yeah. Like, Shirley's like, Adam, and if, well, if it's, if it's happening in the Vic, then you're not involved. <laughs> yeah, I love it. She's like, no, listen, listen. If they don't die immediately, you're fine. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Shirley. I don't think that's how the, the law works. If you've got brain damage or like a bleed on the brain after previously being hit, I don't think I don't think um, dropping down dead like later than the actual act means that you're, you know, the, the criminal's exonerated. I also love how cash Shirley is about like getting rid of all the evidence. She's like. Right, passes your things, let's do a bit of a wash. I know, she's like, Shirley's definitely, now she's been hanging around with the Mitchells, she's got yeah. an answer for everything, hasn't she? It may be wrong, but she's got an answer for everything. When it comes How many to... times has she done this? I know, <laughs> covering anything up, I'm like, hmm. Well, we never did see Daddy again. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're complaining. No, please don't come back. <laughs> so, despite... Nothing, nothing, Emma, linking Tina to Ian at all. I mean, it's not like she previously hit him and he hit her. It's not like she 
already previously reported him for mortgage fraud and had a real bone to pick with him. It's not she doesn't have any of those things. None and of those things matter. It's not that she's been telling everyone that it's mixed pub and it's time that he got it back. Yeah, well, all that is irrelevant, Emma. Yeah. But despite that, despite all that, the police still come and arrest Tina. I mean, it's just outrageous. Oh, sorry. Emma. I think we were forgetting the voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's outrageous, isn't Emma? That DI, that dodgy DI, he's gone. And because he's gone, he's been suspended. That's it. It's like all hell breaks loose. None of them can do anything. He was the glue that kept that place running. Honestly. And now Jack's all in charge and that conflict is one of, the of interest. Jobs ever. <laughs> he, re- he was a returning police officer. Um who was just newly put into a like like his court and stuff. They, you know, like he was he was wasn't a beat officer, but he was put back into like a lower paid investigative role. And then suddenly he's just the head lead investigator in a flipping serious crime. Tina's arrested. And Grey is very, very worried. I mean this this whole scene, right, where, like, him and he becomes Tina's, like, defence was just everything. Because he was just like, don't say anything, Tina. <laughs> don't say anything. I was like, oh, oh, bish, bish. He's like, it's going to be one corrupt pillar versus another corrupt pillar. Because Jack's, like, sat across from him and he's like, <laughs> you know, you should really cooperate, cooperate and, you know, save us a lot of time. And then Grey's like, listen, he's got no power here. He's got no power here. It's like that scene out of Lord of the Rings where Gandalf comes in and he's like trying to get rid of Saruman who's possessing the, the king. And the king's like, you have no power here, Gandalf the Grey. Like, I feel like that's what Grey was doing. He was just like, you have no power here. There were so many corrupt pillars at the forefront. I was yeah. like, wow, you've got Grey versus Jack. And the, it's all to do with Ian, who's again a pillar of the community. And yeah. Callum is involved, and he's now a corrupt pillar. It's just, there's so many. I mean, I just think and it's... They're all I'm, in use, because they're the only people they can turn to. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's amazing, the levels of corruption that's in this one place. Like, you've got <laughs> so many corrupt people working at one station. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Grow some more DIs. They're growing some more corrupt DIs as we speak. Oh, of course. Pop out into the, the rain. <laughs> but don't worry. Tina has an alibi. Oh, it, it's a very strong alibi, if you ask me. Strong. Airtight, even. Airtight alibi. I could actually name him and spot him out of the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Because the pizza delivery guy came to the door when Ian was getting beaten over the head so she's innocent and even better came to the wrong house ah see I mean can I just say as well I love how like Tina just thinks her only problem is the fact that Ian she didn't like she's like well I didn't kill him I'm great it's all I'm off I'm you know innocent Tina you did still admit to assaulting the man (laughs) in a police station (laughs) like they will still be pressing charges on that there's no escape for that one. <laughs> it's like, weird Grace, like, don't say anything. Don't say it. I, I, I hit him and he hit the table and then I left him. So it wasn't me. He was found in the Vic. 
And Grace like, oh, no. Yeah, Grace said they don't pay me enough. They don't pay me enough for this. <laughs> I am a respected corrupt pillar of this community. If this had been anyone else, and it was just him versus Jack, I think he would have beaten Jack. Also, if Tina was living with Grey, which obviously she is now, yeah, can he actually represent her? Or is there again a conflict no! of interest? <laughs> this is... How is Jack able to do the interview? He knows her. That is a conflict uh-huh. of interest. And then Grey's representing her and lives with you her. You can't. It's just... You can't. It would be like going to a therapist, right? And your therapist is your dad. Yeah. Like do you, know, you can't do that. Conflict of interest in these, these professional, professional positions. That is never allowed, guys. I bet, yeah, every single one of them, other than Ben, he will have Richie. Um, yeah. They'll all have <laughs> Grace as a lizard. Yeah, probably. Grace like, flipping heck. I'm, now I know how that DI felt. I'm overworked, yeah. I'm representing 12 different people. And, and correct me if I'm wrong and I've missed something. But yeah. Grey was invited back to his job after supporting Whitney when he wasn't working there. And he yeah. said he didn't want his job back. So how is he allowed to represent her if he doesn't have a job? Because off screen, Emma, magically, <laughs> magically, without telling anyone, <laughs> Grey went back to Laura ah, and right. got his job back. Right. They didn't want to waste our time putting that in anywhere. He has to be the only person who can still do law, not having yeah. a job, and never getting paid by any of, any of his clients, yeah. but still working hard for them and being like, you. You better be telling me the truth and like <laughs> everything's a problem and he doesn't want to help them, but he's he's doing it. He's doing it anyway. I, know, I love it. It's always a hassle, but he's it's always he's a hassle. Doing it. And he's doing it for free. <laughs> for it's Grey the first freelance solicitor of his kind. Uh, you go to him for a personal lawyer. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's a PL. <laughs> first of its kind. He goes on a dragon say, I've got a great idea for his dragons. He's sort of like a a lawyer to go, any like fast food lawyer, like fast law re- representation. Doesn't have quite the same ring as fast food, but you get the drift. He's like, just there. Yeah. He's just there. Whenever you need yeah. him, he's there. Nothing Whenever else to do in the you meantime. Need him, no matter where you are, no matter how far. Don't worry, Gray's <laughs> there. <laughs> it's a bit like the doctors, or like you know the like dentists, where you have to be in a certain postcode to be able to use them. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be in a certain postcode. You have to be in the A20 postcode to use Grey. So, Grey's not happy with Tina. It's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? That someone else wanted him dead on the same day. Well, Shirley reminds him, he's met Ian Beale. <laughs> yeah, I love how everyone's like shocked that Ian's actually... I mean, it's a shock that no one killed him sooner. <laughs> like, honestly... Like, Cindy tried, but bless her heart, she didn't do a good enough job, did she? Like, I mean, you know, he's like, well, who else would want to kill him? Well, I don't know, there's Stephen, Cindy, Cindy too. Like, you know, like Cindy Jr. Like, she flipping hates Ian as well. God knows where she is, but I'm sure she's seething. Jane possibly. You know what? She's probably really anxious about it. Um, She knows she hasn't done it, but she's heard the news, so she's just preparing. Yeah, she'll hand herself in. She'll (laughs) hand herself in for listening. (laughs) And then she'll she'll blame Denise. (laughs) (laughs) 
imagine if it's Jane for not getting a divorce through quick enough. Matt said, yeah, she just wanted that divorce really quickly. She's like, listen, I need to get on holiday. I can't be waiting around for you to flip and settle this divorce. <laughs> We've already waited long enough. <laughs> And then Tina, well, she goes and chats to Jack. She's like, why are you gunning for me, Jack? <laughs> it's a police officer, <laughs> Tina. I know, I know it's confusing, love, because he's done so much corrupt stuff. But, like, he is a police officer. <laughs> why are you investigating this? Well, it's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he kindly reminds her, she's still a suspect. Rainy ran off, suspiciously. Where has she gone? We don't know. I'll, I'll just reenact this for you, Emma. <gasps> <gasps> that was beautiful. My, that was actually really good. As, as an audio descriptor, I will describe, I will describe what I'm doing. Man holds his collar... <laughs> And sways back and forth in front of the camera on his computer screen, going, ah, ah, making audible noises. <laughs> like, honestly, Rainey's, like, running was just everything. It's, like, my favourite. I want that as a screensaver. I want that as, like, one of those changing pictures. You know, where, like, you start off with, like, one picture and then it slowly, slowly oh, changes. Oh, yes. I want one that does that with her, going, Oh, what about, you know, when you click the pen and it could run round? Oh, That'd yeah. be a good one, wouldn't it? Oh, what about those mugs? You know, when you you pour the water in yes, and the change? Yes, the heat ones. That's when she starts running. <laughs> it's too hot here. Yeah. I've got to get away. <laughs> one minute she's fine, next she's like... <gasps> I just adore... That's merch that we scene. need. That is merch we need. We do need that merch, don't we? We need that merch. Like, we do. That That's a merch that could sell out. Do you think the well, actress would get on board for that? I would love, I would love to think yeah. so. Yeah, she would. She's sound, I love her. Yeah, if you're listening... Look, I really sorry there. <laughs> <laughs> I should sound, mate. <laughs> Why I, man? When I was editing, was it last week's podcast? You go so Geordie at one point, and you're like, <laughs> Ian, he geet. Oh, God, geet. I was like... <laughs> Amazing. That'd be like a different language to most people listening. They'd be like, why does this this man talk in strange strange tongues? I think, yeah. Does anyone think we talk in tongues? Yeah. People are like, we just listen to make them feel better. If we're really passionate, <laughs> if we're really passionate, we go, E and no. Yeah. I would say <laughs> normally so I'm not as Geordie as I, I can be when I'm really passionate. And when yeah, I start talking about that. when I start talking about EastEnders on here, I can really go into it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That something that's based in like you know <laughs> East End of like London has inspi- inspired such jaudy <laughs> re- responses. <laughs> <laughs> it's what everyone needs in their lives. Well, I have to just give a bit of a shout out to an icon that we haven't been able to talk about for a little bit. But who's recently returned? Kim. Her hair is looking absolutely fantastic. It is. And we're gonna talk about Kim. We're gonna talk about Kim next week because she's I know I can't wait. I'm so excited. But we're getting yes, we're gonna talk about her here. Mister We missed you dearly, Kim. We have. And you know, I I love the red. That is really it's so 
So nice. And I love that one side. It's like super yes. like short. It looks so good. Really suits her. Tamika, yeah. if you're listening, loving it. Loving the look, love. Loving the look. I mean, I'm saying that now. I look like a flipping gargoyle, honestly. <laughs> I look like something out of the flipping Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah, me, and- <laughs> <laughs> me and Connor look great today. <laughs> Can we just give a shout out to Kim as well? Uh, not just a hair, but mm-hmm. for being the only person in Walford putting on a mask. Yes. Do you know, she leads this country. She's an example, isn't she? She should get an OBE. Or, or whatever they give people when they knight them. What's what? What's the knighting one? <laughs> the the dame. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, is that the right one? <laughs> <laughs> she should be a dame. Yeah, it's dame, isn't it? Yeah, is that what happens when a woman gets knighted? Because it's sir, and I was right. It's a damehood. Sorry, just quick, quickly Google, guys. Just quickly Google. Well done, Emma. She's done her research. It's a damehood. Lovely. So, yeah, I think she should get a damehood. She's the only one only one putting the rest of the country's the rest of the world's needs above her own yes dame hood for kim please yeah and she's quick to tell Stuart, i've got the best thing rainy's gonna love it (laughs) metallic nail polish i'm like bless you kim that's been around for a long time (laughs) 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 she's only just discovered it now (laughs) she's like so impressed by the metallic nail polish. Wait until she sees the metallic gel pens we've <gasps> been doing for hey, years as well. They were good when they came out though, weren't they? Remember? Like, <gasps> do you remember when you used to trade gel pens? Yes. Do you remember smell gel pens? Love those. Stuart's losing his mind. He tells Kim, don't worry about the nail polish. Um, Rainy's, Rainy's not well. Rainy's not well. So then Kim's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then likes it. <laughs> Puts her mask on, off she goes. I mean, yeah. when you say someone's not well in the middle of a pandemic, you'll go... <gasps> Yeah, you literally like take, you know, a 10 metre jump back. <laughs> Lock your doors. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> so he goes and sees Callum, who is trying to see if Ben knows about Ian, but Ben's not in. Um, so as we said earlier, that would that would rule him out because he seemed to yeah. be genuinely shocked and working on this case. So <laughs> it'd be a bit weird. Um, yeah. And Stuart says, well... Rainy's gone. And all about the surrogacy. Callum is like, what? Tiff? What? <laughs> and uh, they have a little discussion. Um, apparently Rainy's at Cora's. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. That mother who was horrible to Rainy and Rainy hates and, yes. you know, put Rainy down. Put Rainy down so much, according to Stuart. She's there. <laughs> and remember, there was a whole custody battle. But, you know, she's oh, there. Yeah. She's there. Uh, <laughs> so Jack goes and questions Stuart, because obviously he knows all about the whole surrogacy plan. However, does he know that Ian was the one that dobbed them in it? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that's a bit confusing. So yeah, Did why you go? By the way, Ian told us. <laughs> so unless you done... said that, yeah. So unless you done that, yeah, that's would... so weird. How would Jack assume You're that right. Rainy and Stuart had something to do with it? Because their feud with Ian didn't really come out. It was, yeah, it was just them private... arguing just before Ian went to speak to Tina. Do you know that is true? Unless Whitney, like the only way that would happen would be if Whitney, for some bizarre reason, decided to clarify exactly where she'd found this information out and told 
yeah. chap that, that Ian told her, which I don't know why she would do that. Odd. Hmm. Anyway, Rainy returns, and they have to get their story straight, don't they, Emma? Because <laughs> they're being interviewed by the police. And it's only until after Rainy was interviewed that she realises that, that they may have different stories to tell. And true love means, weirdly, they both had the worst alibis of all time, where they claimed they were watching Deal or No Deal, yep, the show that ended in 2016. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, well, what TV were you watching it on? Like, does a quantum leap? Like, how is it able to, like, show things that aren't on telly? <laughs> how did they both come up with such a random one? I love that. I love that. That is true love. It's true I love. Mean, I would say that it's like the hive mind, but our hive mind's even stronger than that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our hero this week is Linda for putting herself on the line. Yeah. And being an alibi for Max. I mean, it's not like she needed an alibi too. This week's slapping down goes to Ash for... Never wearing a mask and constantly changing her mind on what's happening with Ian. Yeah, that, that woman's a health and safety risk just waiting to happen. <laughs> As Linda was our hero of the week, we will be rating out of Linda's. And this week we're giving the episodes 4.5 Linda's. I mean, it was a great week, wasn't it, Emma? There was a lot of good duff-duffs where you were like, I need to know what happens next. When Ian proposed to Sharon, I was like, oh. wow! Did not see that coming. No, me neither. No. <laughs> I love that. That was one of the best duff duffs in history. Such history. a shock. So that's why we're giving it four point five lenders. Now it's time to play. Not my box. Your box, which was previously known. What's in the box? As what's in the box um, <laughs> so I basically decided that that name didn't quite resonate with EastEnders and so we came up with another one didn't we Emma <laughs> we did just before <laughs> just before and it's also a way for us to immortalise Sylvie so anytime we get to play this game we get to remember her <laughs> so are you ready to play not my box your box absolutely and it's isn't very this a bit like Emma. deal or no deal <laughs> it's so yeah so it's a little game where you just have to pick certain boxes. And if you manage to get good boxes, if you get all the good boxes, you'll win. If you get all the bad boxes, you lose. And you can gamble it all with the wild box. Okay? Okay. So, numbers 1 to 10, you can pick from. I'll start with number 1. You get a good gift. Ooh. You get... A lock of Cherry's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how that is a good gift, but okay. (laughs) Um, Number four. Oh, well done, Emma. You just got another good one. Yay! You discover your Shirley's boy. (laughs) Number five. You've got another good one. No. Emma, you are literally on a winning streak here. Alfie has come back for you. He stood outside oh. his car 
it's snowing, and he's got a pair of furry dice with your name on them. <laughs> Ooh, uh, uh, number eight. Oh. Wah, wah. Got a bad box this time, Emma. Damn. You open the box and Joe Mesa hits you on the head with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a new Jack in the Box, isn't it? It's Joe. <laughs> uh, number, <laughs> number 10. You got another good one, Emma. Yay. Kathleen <gasps> cleans your skid marks. Oh. <laughs> 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 number three. You get a kiss from Peter under the mistletoe. <gasps> and not only that, Emma, you've won the game. No way! all the positive prizes. That was a good one to end on as well, wasn't it? Yeah. But do you? Do you want to gamble it all? Do you want to gamble it all on the wild box? You know what? You're only on this show once. Because that's what they always say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I came with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm going to gamble. Oh, Emma. <laughs> Just like those people who always say, I came with nothing, I'm going to gamble. You've gambled and you've lost. Sadly, <gasps> you almost pull off the greatest heist since <laughs> Kieran and Andrew's robbery of Pat. But Cush couldn't get the code of course to work. he couldn't. I knew he wouldn't. And so then you end up getting arrested by the dodgy DI and spending Christmas in the clinker. Oh. Never mind, Emma. There's always next year. <laughs> This week's episode is sponsored by your personal lawyer, Gray Atkins. Did you get into a fight and definitely, definitely didn't murder the man who you hate? Well, why don't you hire Gray Atkins? He comes round, he'll have a cup of tea, you can even live with him. Call Gray's personal lawyer now. Happy Christmas, Ange.